Well, hello, dance friends. How are you all doing? I'm actually doing really, really well. I am sorry that I have been MIA for the last few weeks. I've been really trying to just like get a grasp on what's going on in my own life right now. I started my coach certification with the Life Coach School and finally got up and running with all my studios with Zoom classes. And so I'm finding myself to be rather busy during quarantine. I went from kind of having nothing to do and I was really taking that as a gift and I did three puzzles and was watching movies. We got Disney Plus, Hala, and (laughs) um, I really appreciated the time for myself because I think I realized that I was like super burned out before all of this happened. I was just pushing myself really, really hard in so many areas of my life. And I really feel like when all of this hit and the world slowed down, it felt like a relief to me. It felt like I could just (sighs) breathe a sigh. And so I did that for probably about a month because it took like, two weeks for one of my studios to start doing like recorded classes. Then another one had me start zoom classes after that. The third one started recording classes the following week. So I very slowly ramped up what I was doing. And in the midst of all that, my certification started. So everything was very chill. And then all of a sudden um, it was like, Boom, here we go. So much to do. And, you know, I made a decision to sort of cut back and not record podcasts. I don't know if it was even really conscious, but it was kind of like I was taking care of myself and just doing the things that I needed to do. I, as you know, was interviewed by my friend Eden for her podcast. So that content's out there. I did share that with you guys. So I felt like, okay, well, people have heard from me if they want to, you know, go over there and check that out. So I just gave it, you know, I just gave myself that space and that time. And I really feel like I needed it. Um, The other thing that's been going on for me is that I am actually doing so well during this. And I feel like I've been a little bit like cautious to talk about that. And I talk about it with my students, but I don't know. I think I wasn't really ready to like get out there like super publicly and be like, I'm actually doing great. And then I started thinking about it a little bit more. And one of the things that I think is so important to me is being an example of what's possible for my students and for everybody out there who's listening. And then what I realized is that not coming on and talking and not being a voice and not being here present for you guys and creating content is doing the opposite of that. I'm not showing anybody what's possible um, because I'm not sharing my experience during all of this. So that inspired me to get on today and start to share a little bit about what's going on for me. 
and why I'm actually doing so well throughout this entire experience. And so the topic that I want to talk about today is sort of an unpopular opinion, and that is that I actually really like Zoom classes. And I've talked to so many people about it, and they're like, it's just not the same. We can't train people this way. Um, You know, seeing posts on dance teacher groups and things like that where, you know, everyone's really struggling with it. And I honestly think that a lot of the struggle is coming from a belief that it shouldn't be happening. So much of our drama in our lives comes from denying the present moment. And I talked about this in a podcast before about acceptance and how, you know, the first thing that we need to do in any situation is just accept that we're in that circumstance, that this is what's happening, right? The pandemic is happening. That's a fact. Um, Our governments, especially here, I'm in northern New Jersey, which is in the New York metropolitan area. So we are following very closely along with what New York City is doing. There are a few differences. um, But, you know, we are in a similar position and, you know, we've we've done really well with our social distancing and helping to slow the growth of this virus in our communities. Even that, people have to choose for themselves what is best for them in every situation. And I talked about this when I was talking about choosing love over fear in the face of a pandemic. So... You know, I've accepted that this is where we're at. I've accepted that Zoom classes are what are happening if I want to teach. Now, I don't have to teach Zoom classes, but the alternative is not teaching. And I would much rather teach right now than not teach. So already in that, I know that I'm making a choice to teach. I don't have to do anything, right? I don't have to social distance if I don't want right? These, these are not laws. These are not like no one is standing outside my house telling me that I have to stay inside my house. It's a choice that I'm making. And there will be people who make a different choice. I don't have to teach on Zoom. I choose to teach on Zoom. I want to see my kids every week. I want to connect with them. And this is the way that I get to do that right now. So I don't have any resistance to teaching on Zoom. There's literally no resistance for me. All I have done since this became the platform that we are using is ask myself, how do I give as much to my students as I possibly can? And I always come back to the thought that I am an example to them for what is possible. And I want them to know that they have a choice and how they want to feel about their training in this time. I actually had a conversation with all of my students from all the studios that I teach at just about why they think they're still so motivated. I show up to my Zoom classes and my students, they're still working hard. I can see them working on goals. Do they get frustrated? Sure, but they get frustrated in a normal day, right? The range of emotions has not changed um, just because we're on Zoom, right? Like they still feel all the same feelings as they would in a normal day, because that's part of the human experience. Negative emotions are part of the human experience. But we don't have to compound that negative emotion by 
feeling like we shouldn't be in the situation that we're in or denying that this is what's happening. So a lot of them are just like, you know, I'm still motivated because I still have the same goals. So for them, they haven't changed what they're working toward, just the way I haven't changed what I'm working toward. And what I'm working toward is providing as much value as possible in whatever the platform. And I know that my value is not linked to the physical space. My value is in my brain. I create value in my mind. It's all the trainings that I've done. It's all the experience that I have. And it's the asking myself questions about how do I achieve this in this platform. I'm not focusing on the limitations of the platform. I'm focusing on what the possibilities are. Whenever we're doing improv, I stress to my students that like you can just turn on a song and like dance your little heart out and just like feel all the feels and that's totally fine. But if you want to be improving for the curation of movement and new ideas, then the best way to do that is to constrain. Give yourself limitations on how you can move, what you can move, where you can move. And then ask yourself, okay, how can I move? Right. Not just focus on like, oh, well, I'm not allowed to move my feet, but what parts of your body are you allowed to move? Right. And like this is the same thing. That's a really small example of it. But I think it's a huge part of what we're always teaching our students as educators is that we're always trying to create something where there is nothing. So in this situation, I've spent a lot of time asking myself, like, okay, how do I get my students to get a similar experience of hands-on correction. Well, I have them give themselves hands-on correction. I have them palpate certain parts of their body. I have them resist against those parts of their body. I am considering bringing more props into class, therabands, outside things to give them feedback so that they can understand what's going on in the mechanics of their body so they can feel what's happening and they can create more awareness. I think that any way that we can create awareness for our students, we're providing value. That's really all we're ever doing. We're making them aware of what's currently going on in their body. And then we're making them aware of what we want to be going on in their body. And then we're helping bridge the gap between those two places. That's my job. That's my job whether I'm in a studio. And that's my job if I'm teaching on Zoom. Some of the other reasons why I really like Zoom is because I can spotlight people. So when I'm working on something and I can see that there are dancers struggling and one person really has it, then just like I would in a regular class, I have that person demonstrate. And I find that I'm actually getting a better result because they know I'm watching them. I'm watching them watch that person. So they're hyper-focused on what's going on on the screen. I also can see them being really focused on what's going on with them because they never know exactly when I'm watching who. So, and I make that very clear. I'm like, hey, what's going on over there? Yeah, you fell out of that thing. Like, I let them know that I am seeing the, as much as I possibly can about what's going on in my Zoom room. And I think that also motivates them to make sure that they're doing their best in each moment because they're on camera. They're literally on camera. 
And I think that that creates a heightened sense of awareness about what they're doing because they know they're being watched versus me walking around a room and I have my back to them. Then, you know, they might slack off. Now it's the same. Like I can't watch every kid at once, but I think in their perception of it, right? It's like they can see themselves on camera. I also have them pin themselves, right, during exercises so they can self-correct. So I've actually found this to be a great tool in terms of class interaction. In classes before when, you know, I would ask for discussion, I'm seeing people being really, like other people being really willing to raise their hand This is really helping them to speak out and find their voice where they might not have been as comfortable in the actual room. So I think that's another benefit to having class on Zoom. Now, I'm not saying that I think that we can train dancers the same, right? This is different. Of course, it's different. But we also don't know what the future is going to hold. So I'm not wasting time worrying about what the future is. I'm spending my time focused in the present moment, looking at what is possible and what I can provide for my students. So I think that that's the first reason why I'm actually doing better than some people in regard to what's going on. It's because I've decided that I want to make this a learning experience for me. I also think it's really exciting to see technology being brought into the arts in a different way. We've never really been inclined to think that we can do what we do remotely. And I watched this really brilliant um, quarantine-directed scene um, from Clue this morning. And it was amazing to see, like, everyone, like, like, literally the actress had to self-tape. And then it was all edited together to put together the dinner scene of Clue. And I just thought, like, this is brilliant. Like, this is people who are really innovating. They're using this situation. They're using the constraint to create. That's what we do as artists, right? We use limitations to make the most amazing things. We're creators. We're creative, right? So get creative. Start thinking about all the many ways that you can provide value in your classrooms. I was just saying the other day that I would totally do one day a week from Zoom. Once this is all over, I would have no problem if I could do one day from home, right? Maybe it's like I've already taught the ballet class that Monday or whatever, you know, and so the exercises are out there and we've talked about things and then we can maybe get a little bit more like meta on some of these things, right? And like really like dissect other people's bodies and see them and see corrections and pin them and like spotlight and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I just think that that could be another really amazing way to enhance our educational experience with dance. I was listening to um, a podcast the other day. Um, The woman's name is Cara Lowenthal, and she is a master certified coach with the Life Coach School. And she had an excerpt of a conversation that she and Brooke Castillo had, which Brooke actually released on her membership website, Self-Coaching Scholars. So I listened to the full conversation, but there's a little excerpt on Cara Lowenthal's podcast. And um, 
they were talking, Brooke was talking about how people are mad at her because she's she's not like miserable during quarantine. And I was like, yeah, I like I'm not miserable during quarantine. Like I, I love being home. I love what's going on. I love connecting with my students. I'm not miserable. I'm not worried. I don't think that worry serves a purpose in my life. But people can get real mad when they don't think that you're taking things seriously. So I'm going to link that because I think that conversation is so important. It just goes back to the conversation that we were having before around there's no right way to do this pandemic. But if we keep looking at other people and judging what they're doing against what we're doing and judging what we're doing against what they're doing, and we come up with this idea about how we're all supposed to behave and feel and be during this circumstance, then that will create more misery than the situation itself ever would. So that's where I'm at right now, people. This was a little short and sweet, but I just wanted to kind of check in with you, talk about what's going on with me, share with you that I am doing well and be the example that maybe some people need to see that like they can change the way that they're thinking about this circumstance and create a whole different experience for themselves. So I hope that you guys have a great weekend and I'll talk to you real, real soon. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and you are inspired to build more awareness, take more action and get more accomplished, you have to go on over to my website and get your free How to Get Anything Done Goal Setting Worksheet. In it, I walk you through my entire goal setting process from start to finish. And if you're interested in taking these skills to the next level, studying them, and having one-on-one support for applying them to your life, go to www.chrishale.co. That's .co, not .com, to book your free consult today. Thank you.